Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Evening Jones. I have to say this um, about Memorial Day. I had never really thought about like what Memorial Day was before. I had never given any thought to really what any of these holidays are because I don't look a day off in the grill, right? I get the day off. That's just what it is. I don't ask too many questions about what we celebrate, the significance of it. I, 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 nah, not me. Day off, cool. We'll run the rest of that um, out later. But like I never thought about like the 4th of July. 4th of July was 4th of July was 4th of July. I forget how old I was before I actually cared about what the 4th of July was. I just knew it was the 4th of July. You say it's Independence Day, whatever, great, cool. 4th of July, we barbecue. That's what it is. Uh, Memorial Day is one of those that is very similar. But as I, you know, I understand what Memorial Day is now. I, I'm not even sure when I came to the realization of what Memorial Day was. But um, upon realizing what Memorial Day was, uh, it's turned into a tantrum for me. Memorial Day. But upon realizing what Memorial Day was, it became a lot easier to figure out, man, people really don't know what Memorial Day is. Like, they really don't. Like, just before I came up here to do this, I saw a commercial. Uh, I think it was Walgreens. It's an old commercial. They shouldn't be running this. Like, this is, I'm, we're recording this two days after Memorial Day. But Walgreens was like, happy Memorial Day to all those who served. And, I mean... Memorial Day is kind of for everybody, not just the people who serve. Because, like, if you want to make Memorial Day, like, the same thing as Veterans Day, I mean, it's like Veterans Day, except they're dead. I hope you don't think I'm being crass here, but I, I don't I don't know any other way to make this more starkly clear to people as people seem to be having some difficulty dealing with the clarity of the situation. Uh, the difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day is Memorial Day is about like dead people, people who died in service. Right. Right. It's not for the people that are here. Like I saw a lot of went to uh, breakfast somewhere this weekend and saw a balloon that was talking about thank you for your service. And I'm sure that you can say that every day. Right. Hey, I don't want to deny that part. Like, maybe that's something that people need to say more. That's not what Memorial Day is for. It's not. Now, my father is interested about these things because he always feels like a holiday is a holiday is a holiday. You don't really give these things but so much thought. Like, we are very reason for the season uh, kind of people we've evolved into. But my dad is always just like, yo, man, you take a day off as it comes. You go kick it, whatever it is. You just celebrate. Like, you take, you know, we have a reason that we're taking this day off, but you don't necessarily, like, have to indulge in whatever it is. Like, I don't be really seeing people on that reason for the season when Martin Luther King Day comes. You just take the day off and be happy about it. Right? Like, ain't no reason for the season of our President's Day. You just take a day off. However however you get it, you don't do that. These military ones, like, we feel like, you know, because we're at a point now in our society where you have to, like, demonstrate a certain level of fealty to the armed services. And so everybody wants to make sure that they check in as they're supposed to on these things, right? Like, they want to make sure that everybody knows that they're putting on in the way that they're supposed to put on for this. So as a result, you get thank you for your service on Memorial Day. And it's like, but that's not... That's not that's not what this is. All right. Now my man Tyler in the chat room says that's why it's difficult to say happy Memorial Day. No, nah, not really, because it is Memorial Day, but we gonna be happy. Like I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of good times on Memorial Day. Like I like, Memorial Day is roundly associated 
Like, good time. So, no, I don't think there's anything off about saying happy Memorial Day. Right? Like, I get that part. People just don't get what Memorial Day is. Like, if you want to give somebody in their uniform 50% off their order, I mean, you certainly can, but that's not the person that today is for. At least that day. It ain't today. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anyway, a lot of people don't realize that uh, Veterans Day and Memorial Day are different things. They just think that, like, uh, Memorial Day is like Veterans Day spring. Not quite. Let me see. I'm going to go straight to your question. Oh, I, I can uh, tell you this uh, as we talk about this here um, for Memorial Day. You know, they've been trying to shut this Miami Memorial Day thing down for quite a while. Um, except they have a difficult time doing it because it's not like they plan any activities around Memorial Day here. It's just a bunch of black people started showing up, right? And this just happens from time to time. We find a place. We decide we're going to go there. Then it grows and grows. It gets bigger and bigger. And then the police are like, okay, how do we shut this down? So my man Brian asked in the chat room, are they still rolling the tanks out there? A few years ago, they had a tank out here. Uh, or excuse me, an armored vehicle. Like people are like, no, it's not a tank. No, it's not like a big old tank with the gun on top of it, but it look a lot like a tank. Like considering the fact that this is the street of Miami Beach, I think it qualifies as being a tank. You know, so they'll do all the stuff or they'll mess with the traffic patterns, you know, cops just all over the place. So here's what they tried to do in Miami this year. They tried to counter-program against Memorial Day weekend. And what I mean by kind of programming against Memorial Day weekend is they had like an air and sea show sponsored by Hyundai where for like military stuff, right? Like, like, like flyover stuff and like fancy, like the military boats and stuff like that. Like they trying to get full on proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. Like that's how they decided they were going to do this, which I have to say as a plan is pretty smart. If for no other reason than the people that's trying to come down here to look at the military vehicles are more likely to book their hotel rooms early. Right. And so if they book their hotel rooms early, you can then make it more difficult for people to wind up uh, coming into town. But they trying hard to shut this down. So they try to counter program against it. The thing is, you never invited the black people to come in the first place. They just can't. So how do you get them to stop if you never ask them to come? And the answer is just to make it as like un- inconvenient as possible for you to be here. So man, the politicians all on the TV having press conferences, the hotel uh, people on you know down on on the strip down there. They trying to say that they don't want it anymore. Like we are trying to shut down Urban Beach weekend, and I'm just like, how are you going to tell people that no, you can't come to Miami for Memorial Day? Right, seriously, how do you do it? Because, look, I work down there, man. Um, it's black folks coming down every weekend. Deep. Deep, I tell you, deep. All right? Like, they are on the way no matter what. Memorial Day is a holiday. People are going to be able to come to Miami. I don't understand how you're going to stop it. Like, you can try to give all the incentives possible to give other people to come. And if that's what they want to do, that's cool. I'm just asking, how do you stop people from coming when you never invited them in the first place? Yeah, good luck with that one. 
By the way, just so you know, I typically try to stay away from the Memorial Day Fair. Um, and it's not because I'm worried about my people. It's because I'm worried about the police. They don't realize that I am uh, a member of the local community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't get that. Anywho, let us move on to your questions. This question says, what's your thoughts on Harvard's separate commencement for black students? I see this person's avatar of sorts is of a black person, but I think we both know that it's not a black person and it's probably somebody inclined toward trolling because they can't even spell separate. Um, as for the separate commencement, was it a separate commencement or was it like a black graduation ceremony? Like, I mean, I asked that question seriously because when I was uh, with school in California, in Claremont, they do a black graduation ceremony. It is not a replacement for graduation. There's just a particular, there's a, it's, I'm try, I can't think of the best way to describe what the difference is, but I would say that the analog for it is like Kwanzaa. It's Kwanzaa. We're not replacing Christmas. It's just something else. And that something else is Kwanzaa. You're late. Like if you just found out about the Harvard one, like this is not uncommon at all, especially on the West Coast. This happens a lot. And what you basically wind up with is black people go to the schools and wind up in like one of the more backward hustle situations that you can have, which is, Spending all this money, go to these fancy schools with all these white folks, and then all you wind up doing is hanging out with a bunch of black people. Right? Like, you don't want to go to a black college, and then you effectively wind up at a black college within this larger not black college. It just kind of works out that way. And, and look, I understand something. I understand all the different reasons that people have for going to different schools. I do. I do. But you have to acknowledge that if you wind up going to one of these schools and you wind up basically still just kicking around a bunch of black people, you might not have got your money's worth. You might not have. And part of why you might not have got your money's worth is the reasons that you wind up then doing all this hanging with all these black people, uh, which is in large part because there is a struggle to gain acceptance from the larger student population. And the struggle to gain acceptance from the larger student population also often comes with a great deal of mistreatment from the larger student population. And since you are mistreated in these academic environments ceremonies like black graduation become necessary because that is a very particular experience that only that group of students on campus can understand and appreciate their struggle is unique to others the things they had to bounce off each other are unique like when I was in Claremont man that was wild because I mean I went to a black college and then I wound up at Claremont and it's the opposite of a black college and 
I mean, yo, man, it didn't sound like a lot of fun. And it sounded like they really got through because they needed each other because they were the only ones who could relate to some of the things they were dealing with. Man, I'll never forget this. I was talking to this cat who went to Duke. And, you know, Duke, people have talked a long time about Duke, like, having great inflation. And, I, uh, you know, like, like it's kind of hard not to get good grades at Duke. A lot of people will tell you. And I remember I was talking to a dude. Uh, he was graduating. I had gone to take him a book as a gift. And we sitting there talking. And he's like, you know, and I was just sitting here thinking about, man, like, I was thinking about the first time that I failed a class. And he kept talking. And I said, excuse me, the first time you did what? Like, not just if the class has failed, but the first time. And, like, he wasn't talking about, like, when you fail the class because you stopped going or you weren't doing the assignments or whatever it is. I mean, like, he was showing up every day and failed. Like, wait, what? I was like, man, that does not sound like the college existence that I want. But it wasn't easy for those cats, man. And so um, you might want to ask yourself the question why it is that there is a black graduation, right? Not so much being on the, what you think about what they're doing, man? Nah, man, like there's a reason for it. And the reason is those people have dealt with the struggle and have, I would assume, to a degree of bond that results subsequent. That sometimes you all need to get to, get together in the room for it. You know? And then you go to the larger graduation. That's how it goes. Appreciate the question. Let me see what we got here. Who's the most underrated rapper that's gone platinum? What you just want to go through? Like, like, I, like, you think I just got a list sitting here of all the rappers that have ever gone platinum? So I can give you an answer to that. The most underrated rapper who's ever gone platinum. The fuck kind of question is that? Appreciate the question. While we're going to other ridiculous questions. Bo, Kwali is one of my favorite timelines on Twitter. Just wondering, have you met Kwali? And if so, do you have any stories that you can share? Uh, actually, I've interviewed Tyler and Kwali like three times, but I think the last time I did it was like 15 years ago. Um, as for stories about Kwali, ask somebody in the chat room about the last time I had an interaction with Tyler and Kwali in the digital space. It was pretty funny. Appreciate the question. Let me see what we got here. <laughs> what are your top five favorite books and why? What are these fucking essay questions that you want? Like, really, really, really. I need you to give me five books and I need you to tell me why. I don't know. Why what? Why what? Like, why they're in the top five? Do you want why they're in the top five? Do you want why I like? What are you talking about? My says, I want to read some new stuff. You want a book report. I appreciate you guys stopping through, man. But, you know, sometimes I just got to hit you with, yo, that's a really stupid question. Because maybe that'll save somebody else from asking the stupid question later. But that's a really stupid question. All right. 
Where's the Auburn Brothers Band ranking the Pantheon of American Bands? Hey, let's rank some more, right? I don't know where they rank in the Pantheon. Like, I don't have an answer for you on that. I will say this, though, that I had never really done, like, a deep dive into the Auburn Brothers. Um, I just hadn't. And there's no real explanation for why I hadn't done the deep dive into the Auburn Brothers, but I just never really got around to it. Um, so the last couple of days, I've gone through some Almond Brothers stuff. And so I think today I listened to Eat a Peach and I listened to Idlewild South. And so I totally get why so many people like really, really, really get into the Almond Brothers, right? Because like musically, it is incredible. And I don't know if any band has ever had like more good guitar players at any point than the Almond Brothers band, like with or, with or without Dwight. Like, I mean, they just, the talent game, monstrous. And there's also the rhythms, their, their rhythms are different than just about all of their contemporaries because it is a bit more of a free-flowing, jazzy sort of thing that they've got going with the drum and bass, right? Blessing and curse, at least as far as I can tell. Because what I can tell from my, early, my initial foray into the Allman Brothers Band and, of course, with like you know the stuff that everybody knows, my thing with them is, like, it's really, 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 really good and really, really, really musically brilliant. And I have found from like listening to Fillmore East, which I had done before, but did again today. Um, like the live stuff is great. Studio stuff. It's like there's a certain uh that's missing. Like I'm, I'm finding that I can kind of better appreciate the Allman Brothers band than like really, really get into it on that uh sort of level. Um, like to a degree, I felt like it was kind of sort of like listening to an analog to earth, wind and fire in the sense that earth, wind and fire makes some really, really, really good music. Very, very, very well done music. And at times just a little bit shinier than I'd prefer. And I don't think I would describe the Almer Brothers stuff as being shiny necessarily. But uh, so like the easy and I guess to a degree lazy comparison that you wind up with very often is people compare the Almer Brothers band to Leonard Skinner. But like you listen to like Give Me Back My Bullets or something like that and go listen to the Almer Brothers. And I think you'll understand kind of the sonic difference uh, that I'm talking about there. It's a different kind of uh, to the Skinner sound. And, by the way, more memorable songs. That being said, like, all my brothers, that's a, that's a real jam in 1 o'clock in the morning music, you know what I mean. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. Think about public apologies is always about being sorry for the perception, not the act itself. That being said, can Kathy Griffin recover? Oh, yeah, Kathy Griffin can recover. Yeah, you know, you may have seen this where uh, Kathy Griffin did this photo shoot, and, you know, it looked like she cut Donald Trump's head off, um, which immediately went over like a fart in church. Um, and she had to come with the eye across the line. And first of all, I just don't know how there wasn't a single soul to tell her hey, 
this is a really bad idea. Like people stay having these jokes about like killing the president, regardless of who the president is, they come find you for that. Like, I don't care how many movies you've been in. They come find you for that. Um, and so, I mean, I've made that obvious point. Of course, a lot of people have been like, well, what about the previous eight years? Because what I said, I seriously didn't realize that people thought you could talk about killing the president. And people were like, well, what about the previous eight years at Obama? I'm like, well, number one, okay, yeah, there's that. I kind of like was putting that all together, but I didn't phrase it well. So I can understand that. Number two, um, if you want to be real about it, I could see how people thought they could joke about killing the black president but would realize that you can't joke about killing the white president. Right. Just cause you think you do this with the black one. I, I don't know why anybody would assume that means you could do it with the white one. Like, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but that's how this goes. But no matter what, man, it ain't no, these jokes, we just not going to some way we don't play. And that's one of them where we're, we're not, we're not going to play. But yeah, Kathy Griffin can recover. You know why she can recover? Cause people don't like Trump. Like, there are people, certainly, who do like Donald Trump. Like, I don't want to pretend like he doesn't have anybody who supports him. Like, he's going to throw a rally tomorrow, that thing going to be packed. They're going to pick, you know, be pretty selective about where the location is. But either way, he's going to have a rally tomorrow, rally going to be packed. Like, there are people who rock with him. There are many, many millions of people who voted for him to be the president of the United States, primary in general. Um, so, I mean, yeah, people do rock with him. But overwhelmingly, people do not so far in this country. Like, you can go look at the numbers. I'm not really giving you an opinion on this. They can go look at the numbers. Like, people don't really rock with Trump. Ain't going to be that many doors that are shut to Kathy Griffin because of that. Like, I think I saw something where CNN said something about how they're going to rethink whether they're going to have her on for New Year's Eve or something like that. Oh, they can get to that. Like, she just lay low for a little while. What are you talking about, six months from today? Oh, yeah, yeah. They got. I mean, seven months? Yeah, seven months? Oh, yeah, they got time. They can let this lay low. It'll be all right. Hell, Trump might not even be the president by then. Right? I mean, if he's not the president by then, I don't think this even winds up matter. Does somebody say CNN fired her? Okay. They might. They, they hired her? Cool. They still might rehire her by New Year's Eve. Like, really, this is absolutely recoverable. This is not something that you just can't get past. They can totally recover from this. Sorry about this. I see Popo uh, po- po going around the loop. And I'm trying to see who like who they got or what they got them for. That don't happen over here very much. Appreciate the question. Let me see what we got here. Floyd Mayweather has recently criticized current rap's obsession with drugs. Then he mentions Biggie and Pac. Is this a case of an old man talking? You know, I can certainly see the argument that you can make that this is a case of an old man talking. At the same time, um, and let's not pretend that there's never been anybody rapping about drug use. And now, of course, we could point to like, you know, um, like all the cats talking about smoking weed. Depending upon where you where you stand on the idea of calling that drug use, right? But you know we've always had that, and so I'm from Houston, so you always had the cast talking about that lean, which you know counts as a drug. You'd have that, um, 
the three six mafia dudes they used to be like rapping about the pills that that was that was one of their things gucci rap about the pills but i do feel like it's a lot more kids these days rapping about using them drugs right the pills and the stuff like that like it's, it's a lot more rapping about like using like drugs and that is different i think we'd have to admit that is a little bit different like the stuff that you may have future be out here taking Cats weren't rapping about that so much. Like, cats did definitely been out here using that cocaine. You don't really hear that much about that many rappers talking about cocaine. Not that there are none, right? Not that there are none. Go go listen to Ghostface. It comes up. But they are rapping about doing different kinds of drugs and stuff now. Uh, and so, yes, to a degree, there's an old man talking, but also, like, I hear that stuff that he should be talking about, the Percocets and everything else, and I'm like, I don't know nothing about that world, man. I ain't from around there. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. Bomani, what advice would you have for a college student wanting to do what you do? That advice would be very simple. Go to college and learn something. College is not job prep. Man, I feel like I do this spiel maybe about once a year, but I do think it's still worth hearing. College is not about job prep, man. College is about life prep. College is much more about developing your mind and learning some things about social interaction and easing yourself into a like life of adult uh, responsibility. Takes a little time to get there. The college is, they ain't found a better bridge yet to getting you there. They haven't found it. But don't go in there talking about, well, I got to do X, Y, and Z to try to get this job. Like, I don't really have that much advice for you for getting to what I want to do or getting to what I do. The one thing I can tell you, though, about what I do is I am in a position to where if I can't do this anymore, I can go do something else. Right? I think that there's a broad level of preparation that you should shoot for rather than trying to figure out how to do this one job. Like, the, the advantage that I've got is that I know a lot about a lot. Like, that's the thing. I know a lot about a lot. And part of that is because of a concerted effort to try to learn a lot. You're not really going to learn a lot if your program is to try to figure out how to do some job. No matter what the job is, by the way. So if you go, I tell you, do it kind of like make the most of the classes that you got. Like you have them electives and stuff like that. And people have a tendency to just try to throw the easy stuff in there for electives. No, man, just take some stuff you want to learn something about. Right. Just take some things you want to figure out more about. Like enjoy that chance because you're not really going to have a chance just to like read like that in grown up world. You're not like this is your chance to kind of indulge in intellectual curiosity. So do it. All right, appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. 
Have you noticed people treating you differently since the announcement of your show? Yeah, so, you know, some of you may not know this, but um, uh, me and my man Pablo Torre, ESPN announced that we're going to uh, start doing a TV show on January 2nd, uh, 2018. And have you, have I noticed that people treated me differently since the announcement of my show? Not really. Uh, there are two things that you have to remember. Um, one of those things is that I am currently on a television show that is pretty successful, right? So, um, I think that the, like, are we treating you differently would be if I had not been on a television show before and then now, boom, I am on a television show. Then I think that people would treat me differently. But then there's number two, which is I don't really interact with people. Like, it doesn't really come up. Like, I don't work on, like, location at the office. Work in a little studio in a hotel where I see the same people all the time. All the time. Ain't nobody treating me differently. No. And honestly, anybody that would treat me differently is probably somebody I'm not going to kick it with anyway. I've been kicking it like this for a long time. It's going to take a lot more than a TV show to make me think I've exceeded what I think about me already. I uh, appreciate the question. Let me see what else you got. How many hours do you put in a day? Well, I don't know if there's a constant answer to how many hours I put in a day. I'll just note for you that um, I got off work at 7 o'clock from doing a radio show. I drove 35, 40 minutes home. And at 9 p.m., I was here to record a podcast. So you can just safely say it's a good number of hours. Like, I don't don't have the macro-level answer for you, but I can tell you it's enough. Oh, I think Lance just zapped one of the dumbest questions anybody ever left here. I was going to put it up and deal with it just because it was so dumb. Or did one of you morons upvote it? Oh, yes, one of you dummies upvoted it. Right or wrong, how would the coverage and reactions be different if we found out the person responsible for the hate crime at LeBron's house was a black person? Now, briefly, discount the fact that we don't really do the sports questions here, right? Let's just deal with why would you even ask that? Why would you ask that, Ayo? Why aren't you in the chat room, Ayo? Come ask for this dumb question. What do you think is legal that should be illegal? All depends on what state you're in, buddy.
Michael Morris is just like vomiting out questions of varying levels of quality. Rob him rant. So this is about the male rompers. I don't even remember if we dealt with the male rompers last week. We may have dealt with the male rompers last week, but I don't remember if we dealt with the male rompers last week. This is all I'm saying about the male rompers. And this is me, okay? I'm not getting naked to go to the bathroom. Like, I mean, that's about it. See, one thing. I, uh, women, for whatever reason, have demonstrated an incredible willingness to go through things in the name of being cute. Right? Like, I think insert thing here is cute. And so, yeah, I have to take it all the way off in order to go to the bathroom. I'm not willing to do that. I'm not. And if they are, bless them. Like that walking around in heels thing. Woman tell me that she don't want to do heels. I can't be mad because I'm not willing to do any of those things. Any of those things. So. Like, check this out. A company that does some work at my job, they sell underwear, right? And so they sent me some of the underwear. And I'm like, all right, you say your underwear is the bomb, I'll try your underwear. And so they sent me the underwear. The underwear are pretty cool. Like, noticeably, like, like a legitimate thing, right? But I noticed half the pairs of the underwear that they sent me didn't have flies. Right. Draws draws did not come with a hole for your work. Right. And you don't really think about it, but that's mad inconvenient, right? And it was a real dilemma because um, they're really dope underwear, right? Like, I wanted to go probably order some more underwear, but I had to go through the website and try to find the ones that got flies because underwear without flies is mad inconvenient. I say that to say, if I can't deal with underwear that doesn't have a fly. I'm not prepared to be out here in no one-piece get-up. And I'm not necessarily judging you if you are. I'm also not not necessarily judging you if you are. But I just have yet to see a one-piece get-up that I think is, like, not for me. Not for me. Just don't think one piece get up to the way I want to go. And good gracious, if y'all ever saw me in one of the one piece get ups, y'all would be clowning. And I do care to an extent what my friends think. 
Appreciate the question. Let me see what else you got here. Yeah, you know what? I've had enough of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on the Evening Jones. We try to do this thing here once a week. My man Lance Gilliam handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you. Remember, if you can't catch the Evening Jones live, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the iTunes store. Subscribe at Stitcher Radio. Check us out at SoundCloud. Also, look for us at the Google Play Store. Talk to you guys next week. Take it easy.